Six-pack double feature. Two friends, two mics, two movies, and too much beer. Isn't this a Christmas tree? Yeah, this is a Christmas tree. Isn't all this candy free? Oh, yes, all this candy's free. Candy free, Christmas tree. What a happy Christmas party. What a merry Christmas tree. Today, the guys give the gift that keeps on giving and round out your holiday season with a pair of classics. Batman Returns and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Where's Danny f***ing K? of Gotham, a new villain emerges. You didn't invite me, so I crashed! From the rooftops of Gotham, the perfect enemy comes to life. save this city is a creature of the night. Hey, stud. I thought we had something together. We do. While she craves a romance, she can sink her claws into... He plots a foul reign of destruction. My dear penguins, thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all of Gotham! They don't say it in the trailer. <laughs> what the hell? I was whispering. It's like we were in the theater. They spent Sorry. two and a half odd minutes on that. Yeah. On, then, they don't even show the title until they, they show... They don't even say like, Batman. They don't even say Batman. Well, um, in, come on. Literally. you got to remember, we're I hearing know, the trailer. I know. Trailers are all mostly visual. I don't know if you know this. So we get to hear everything that is played. <laughs> it's what Matthew on News Radio used to call a word picture. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's the trailer, or one of the many trailers that I found for Batman Returns that doesn't say the name of the movie, even though he narrates <laughs> everything that the, happens, the, in the everything movie. else that the, the characters A perfect foul, yeah, for uh, jokes and riddles. Yeah, all you see is like the Batman logo, but instead of the norm, it's now snowy and Christmassy and wintry, and so you just see snow blowing off of the emblem and. Then ding, and Alfred, the bells. bring the bat snowblower. 
So, yeah, six-pack double feature. <clears throat> hey, we're in here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, gang. Ha- um, happy Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Kwanzaa and all the other stuff. And happy that... life-denying day to you Satanists. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, we thought we would do a special Christmas episode, like we mentioned, about a month or so ago uh, to you. So I hope you've had time to watch Batman Returns and, and National Lampoon's <laughs> Christmas Vacation because one of the things that uh, I kind of came up with a while ago on one of my one of my blogs was to do the non-Christmas Christmas movies and it's one of the things that Lisa and I do consistently when December starts is that we may not want to immediately gravitate towards the heavy Christmas right themed movies but we want ones that are starting to incorporate Christmas kind of dip your toe in right yeah. for us like that usually is like Die Hard or you know, Batman Returns would be one of them. You know, an army, of, an army of one <laughs> works in this house. So things that happen during Christmas but aren't specifically Christmas themed, and so Batman Returns picked. You know, we decided on that one once. I said, "Well, what are we going to pair with Christmas Vacation?" And I said, "Well, we could do Batman Returns." And you're like, "Sold." <laughs> <laughs> there was no additional discussion of any other possible movie that takes place during Christmas that you know that Shane Black wrote. Did Shane Black write this? No, but oh. he writes everything else that's based around Christmas. So it, it, it so could have been like Lethal Weapon. You're like, "No, let's do Batman Returns." Mm-hmm. You sure you don't want to Lethal Weapon? No, let's do Batman Returns. Yeah. I said, "Okay." So we, uh, he also had the idea to do a gift exchange. Yeah, yeah. We thought we would do a quick little gift exchange here. So, so he gets a a pretty present, and I get a oh. slightly less pretty present. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you go first. She, my wife, wraps gifts very well. So, good luck with that one. <laughs> and we'll we'll send a picture in the uh, post notes yeah. of what it is that we got each other. This will be very fun. I hope it's a shirt. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Chuck Norris action jeans placard, complete with holes drilled in the side to hang on the wall. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. What do, what does the quote say? They, uh, they, won't bind your legs. <laughs> Apparently, they have an extra patch in the crotch or crotchal region. That's not for kicking. That's just to support Chuck Norris's right. wang. <laughs> that's awesome. And Thank apparently you. this was a... Uh, there were many things that were potentially Chuck Norris related that I was going to get you. And they. this was a take from some type of probably late 70s or early 80s like order catalog. I'm going to try to order these jeans. I've asked for these jeans for Christmas for the last three years. In case, you were, in case you were wondering, there's no website for the company, so you're going to have to mail it to Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. So there will be pictures on the show notes so you can see what this <laughs> ad looks like. But it's It, uh, it was, says, uh, developed by Chuck Norris for stunt fighting in action movies. These great-looking Western jeans, Western-style jeans, have a unique hidden gusset, which allows greater movement without binding or ripping. <laughs> they have a crotch gusset, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mine looks like the size of an LP. It does look like that. And for those that don't know what an LP is, that's a record. It's a vinyl record. It's a vinyl record. What does LP stand for? Long play. Oh. So it's not a short play. So it's an SP. It's not an EP, which is an extended play. Oh. Or a single. You know, if I ever knew that, I completely forgot it. 
I had to wrap. That's like tissue paper, so I had to wrap it like silvery, four times. It's like silvery tissue paper. It's like Hanukkah. The festival. Is it a, la- is it a laser disc? <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny. Oh 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 no! Get out of here! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, this would be a uh, Goldfinger album. James Bond, John Barry's Goldfinger. Oh well. And Damien Young put his name on it. <laughs> he claimed it first. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought he put it twice. Cool. He he put it uh, in cursive down below. He doesn't. I got Damien Young's copy of Goldfinger. He autographed that for you. Oh, that was nice of him. He doesn't want you stealing <laughs> that shit. That's great. Oh, that's great. That's OG. I think that that should sound pretty good. It looks. It looks. What should I say? What does it sounds. It looks old. It looks like it's going to sound awesome. <laughs> it looks like it's about ready to fall apart. No, <laughs> no the old dude where I got that at an estate sale. That's nice. But the old dude had a lot of uh, handsome Bond books. Had a lot of weird shit, but he took care of his stuff. So that's nice. I thought you might dig that. Right. You do. You just got a new record player in the last year or so, right? Not yet. Okay. No record player. I have three or four, but that's the next plan. Well, is... Shit! I should have gotten your record player. Yeah. What the hell? You're such a jerk. I'm a bad person. Oh. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, Nathan. Merry Christmas to you too, Travis. And uh, may you find all the action jeans <laughs> available to wear. Hey, so welcome in. Batman Returns. It is Batman Returns. It is a non-Christmas Christmas movie. It takes place during the Christmas holidays, but there's Christmas. Christmas, Christmas is featured quite a bit. <laughs> it is featured quite a bit. I forgot how much it was featured I until I watched it I again seen and it. went. I think we watched it last year around Christmas time, and I hadn't. I'd kind of forgotten that it's. It's yeah. mentioned a lot. It is mentioned a lot. It's not specifically thematically pointed at. The story is Christmas themed, but it definitely takes place at the mid to late December, as it's brought up because of uh, Max, Oswald. Our elections held in November. Is this yeah. not late December? December. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I felt honestly the most uh, the more appropriate title for this film should have been called Batman Returns as a secondary character. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Returns for a paycheck. Yeah, he returns for a paycheck, but it's just the fact that there's so many other characters in this movie. Yes, is the reason why it feels like Batman is much more of a secondary character in this. I film. I noted that um, at some point I'll probably mention it here once I once I come across it. But he doesn't show up at large for like. 30 minutes? Uh, it's not as long as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be 30. I didn't time it, but it's not. It's like maybe 15 to 18 minutes. Like he turns, up, he turns up at the beginning and then has that fight in the street. Right. With and the then there's gang. nothing of Batman. And then he okay. goes away. That's what that I That is legit. Yes. Yeah, for, the, for the first at least 30 it minutes. It has the only really decently choreographed fight scene with Batman. It, and this, the snow looks like it's uh, not real snow. It looks like slushy snow. It looks like it's like they're, like they're filming laundry at, detergent. Yeah, like they're kind filming, of like they're filming at Pinewood Studios or something. They're not. This was all filmed in Burbank Studios. This was not even filmed in London. Huh. That was one of the things that I actually noticed in this movie, and I it, it only confirmed the fact that it didn't feel as open and big as the first Batman. This feels like like two stages. It doesn't feel as big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look as big. It doesn't feel as big. There's a little more rooftop stuff going on, yeah. But it just the there's there's the scene in their Gotham's version of Times Square <laughs> where they have to relight the Christmas tree at least a second time. Uh, but it just doesn't feel as expansive. The universe feels very claustrophobic. Yeah, 
It does, and and once I found out that they didn't film it in Pinewood Studios, do you know why? Uh, they wanted to shoot it in L.A. because everyone lived in in Hollywood. Cost, more, I guess, more than likely. Okay. Um, are we supposed to believe that the penguin is the Moses of Gotham City? <laughs> I've had That's, that was my first line what that I, I wrote write? down when I saw him get thrown into the river. I'm like, I don't think he's delivering Gotham at all. <laughs> I've got. I'll find it somewhere in here. You guys remember that? Uh, I'm not going to sort through it to find it, but I've got something about that in here, and I'm sure it's tries to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> and this was the film that started my upset, and I think I mentioned it before. In one of the uh, pick, not pick sixes, but um, uh, one of the chasers we've addressed before, that this started my obsession with Michelle Pfeiffer. This started it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm. Just, uh, yeah. Me, me too. No, no. But I was. I'm. I'm. I'm not a lot of things that I specifically remember seeing at that time, but this one, or at least my obsession it. with form-fitting pleather vinyl, out, pleather vinyl, outfits. Vinyl yeah. outfits. Yeah. yeah. This was the uh, first movie Paul Rubens did since he got caught jacking off in the <laughs> Florida movie theater. <laughs> I went with my mom. Did he and, do it with a monocle? <laughs> not, not in. Well, I'm, maybe. You know, I don't know. All I saw was his mugshot. So um, my mom and my aunt and a couple of cousins went to see this in the theater, and I guess it had been not touted as the first thing Paul Rubens was going to do after <laughs> Jack Gate, but. <laughs> Um, I remember the camera panned on my mom, my mom going, "There he is! It's yeah, it's Pee Wee Herman. Who There's my shit? offspring." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how about the woman that's in the scene with him? Yes, I know there's some trivia to it, but I forgot what it was already. She it, is she's Simone from. I keep forgetting you've never seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Well, no, I haven't. You fucking fiend. Uh, she is. I'm not sure how she relates in the world of Tim Burton. Tim Burton, but. Like how they know each other, or they're, maybe they're just friends. But she was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And oh, they were okay. kind of not a really romantic interest, but they were friends. Mm -hmm. And there was kind of maybe a like, will they, won't they, kind of thing. But she was Simone. Well, apparently they will, <laughs> and they had a. That's uh, what I wrote here. It's nice to see that Pee Wee and Simone uh, had a kid. Too bad they dumped him in the river like some neo mutant Moses. There's <laughs> <laughs> my thing. <laughs> You thought Batman was big because of how big Batman was. This one, like you said, it was this was bigger big. before it even came out, and then yes. it kind of wasn't as big. Mm -hmm. um, but the the summer fifth sixth grade going coming out of fifth grade going into sixth grade for me, it was on the back or inside back of every comic book, or there was an advert for the damned PlayStation Portable handheld video game. It was probably Game Boy. No, time. it was uh, it wasn't PlayStation. Or maybe, and maybe it was the next year they developed a game for the. Or maybe it was Sega. Game, it was called Sega Game Gear. Game Gear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, had yeah. a friend that had that. Um, but yeah, it was the like you said the follow up to the wicked popular '89 uh, Batman. This one was a little. Uh, this one was cold and dark, where the other one was kind of wet and dark. Um, Basically, <laughs> one was summer and one was winter. The water was still out. Now it's cold and dark. Well, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess Joker's that precipitation has turned into snow. The season of the Joker has passed. It is now the season of the Penguin. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I never realized that that the that the taser gun that Selena Kyle grabs at the beginning is shaped like a cat. No, it wasn't shaped like a cat. All I know is I didn't know that was the same thing that she used at the end of the film to kill. Max. Max, yeah. I had no idea at that time. Yeah, I watched it. I'm like, oh. It's shaped like a cat. Oh, kind of roughly cat. like a cat. Or like our building in Nashville. 
That's shaped like a phone. That's a, like, it's the bat building. <laughs> I always called it a giant taser because that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> How did the penguins get Oswald baby body out of that bassinet? Because he was strapped into it with like a leather belt. They, yeah, I don't know. Did they, they bite chew it? Did they bite him out of there? Mm-hmm. Use their mandibles? <laughs> this is kind of the perfect sibling to the 89 Batman. Uh, okay. Only because it's a downtone. Okay. The other one was a downtone as well, but this one is like, how? Oh, wow. Wow, Tim, the 89 Batman was a downtone. Wait till you see what I'm going to do here in a few years. <laughs> you, this is going to be gross. You pop his goth collar, <laughs> made Edward scissor hands, and then just wait. Hold my cloves. Hold, uh, hold my scissors. <laughs> as far as... as f- I, I put it, I'm like, this is a sickly dark turn for being the second. I'm just surprised the studio said, yeah, sure. And that, what it was is they gave they gave him... Um, Carte blanche? Yeah. They gave him a blank check and said, do it. And then he did it, and they went, yeah, we're going to replace you with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> was it uh, Schumacher that did the third one? Yes, and the f- fourth one mm. that we don't speak of. We don't talk about those. We don't talk about that one in my house. Um, yeah. Oh, I need to add, uh, based on characters created by Bill f***ing Finger. And How many Bob fingers? King. One, the middle finger. Bill Finger gets to flip off everybody for the rest of eternity because he was shat on yeah. and ignored for creating, helping, you, helping create Batman. Anybody who hasn't seen that documentary, have you seen the documentary on Hulu? Bat- Batman and Bill? Yeah. Yes. And can if you, it's can still you link, available, can you yeah. link that? Yeah, I will. Okay, thank you. That's really, I'll link it. Or at least I'll link where you can find it or cool. what it is. Because uh, you need yeah, to know, it's really good. You need to know where bats comes from. <laughs> Unfortunately, the first time that Bill Finger gets recognition is for like one of the worst Batman movies ever made outside of Batman and Robin, which is Batman v Superman: The Dawn of Justice. <laughs> at least it finally, <laughs> we have justice. I think what's really surprising with how dark this movie was is that McDonald's McDonald's still ran with it. <laughs> they did, and they didn't know what the hell they were doing. No, they didn't. I remember seeing all of those Happy Meal commercials and the commemorative uh, Frisbee lids to your commemorative cups. I had two or three of those yeah. until they got completely worn out. Warped of color. And, and yeah, all warped that. of color or washed completely off from the, the, washing, uh, the dishwasher. So, But yeah, I had a ton of those. Have you noticed the guy that plays Chip in this movie? Uh, the son of mm-hmm. Max Shrek. Is he doing a shitty walking impression? I don't know, but I know that he's an Dad, idiot. I feel Dad, oh no, I never I thought swear, about it. Like I was watching it the other like, day. And what I'm going to do yeah. is, if you go back and relook at his performance, he's just doing a bad walking impression. And maybe not that's the whole funny. thing, not the whole thing necessarily, but I think he's trying to cop the voice because that's, fun. that's funny. No, I never thought about it like that. It's but fun. You, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, I, I forgot how many how many one-liners I actually remembered of the Penguin until I rewatched this because it had been a good decade plus. Still, it could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, okay. yeah, that's horrible, but it's, it's great. So, it's great, but it's God, just no. But nah, uh, we'll get into recasting later. But few uh, people could play that, but Devito the yeah. way that way. Yeah, like I think he was perfect for it. Clearly, you don't. Okay, I'll go fuck myself. I felt it was very un-Batman-like to strap a bomb to a guy's waist and then kick him into the sewers to explode. Well, you know, you get into that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're, you're one of those guys, huh? Uh, Batman doesn't. Batman kill doesn't people. Well, Batman doesn't kill people, and Batman. Well, 
He's not supposed to kill people. He tried to save Joker. He did. Both times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. Um, and he doesn't shoot people with guns, although he has gun-like things everywhere else, which is wrong. But yeah. I know. Um, anyway, all of this. Hey, what's the worst line in this movie? Eat floor, high fiber. That's pretty that is, dumb. That is, that is, I almost, I wrote this down and went, I think we need to have a worse line if there's a worse line, like, <laughs> going forward for season three. No, I don't hate that. Um, it's almost like, it's, this is like a caricature movie over, like, a character movie. The more I remember it from this last viewing and the more we're sitting here talking about it, yeah, Batman is not used well. And th- what I hate about this movie is that it was the intro to the two villains. Or at least, mm-hmm. actually, three, because Max Yeah, there is, is three villains. There's no doubt that there should have been four faces on the cover yeah. that has, like... That's an iconic cover, though. Yeah, there should have been four, because it's legit. It's Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> um, Dad. <laughs> Dad, we're late for the ball? I don't know. I can't do a shitty walking. Yeah, because that was the next thing I wrote. It was like this film. This film feels like villain overkill. Rather than two, let's go for three. Even if one is a possible love interest, you know. Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't do well in the regards of hitting. They came. Yeah. They came closer to those two being a love interest, right? Selena and Bruce, right? Than they did with Vicky and Bruce. Because Vicky, yeah, Kim Basinger is a little. She's a little shitty. light and lovers. She's a little shitty. Actress. She's not great. It's not great. Not in that one. It was a cool thing at the time to have... Oh, wow, shit, two villains. Now, technically, Batman 67 did four villains, but in a serious, quote-unquote, serious superhero-type movie, this was the first one to start the two villains Mm -hmm. against your protagonist. Yeah, this one really... And it's been been that way ever since. It's been the norm almost completely. Ever since 1992. Yeah. I, I blame them. I do, again, love Tim Burton's use of miniatures. Yeah. In this. The whole, like... Not winter wonderland, but, you know, Tim Burton's f***ed up land in winter is really... Isn't it always winter in his f***ed <laughs> land? Yes, because Edward Scissorhands is at the top of the mountain going... <laughs> carving the snow. Right. <laughs> then there would be no more snow that they looks like keep, laundry detergent. <laughs> they did keep the same Batmobile, which I thought was cool. Yes, I always liked that at least there was a consistency yeah. with this one, of this four, that at least two of the four... Looked the same. I always loved that Batmobile. That one was always my favorite. Yeah, that's that's my, uh, I guess, our generation's Batmobile. <laughs> Seriously, who carries around produce, specifically tomatoes and like heads of lettuce or cabbage to throw at someone who's making a press conference? I mean, I think that's the point Penguin makes. Well, yeah, during... <laughs> that's what I love is that at least while as stupid as that is, he makes that comment. What was it? Who carries tomatoes? <laughs> what kind of person brings tomatoes Those to a speech? speech? Yeah. Like those that are planning on throwing it at you, penguin. They turn like they turn on him quick. Yeah, it's like right, just like that. You know, you eighty ghosted on him, eighty six on him. Um, one of the one of the few other things I found funny is towards the end of the movie where the penguin is waiting for all of his penguin esque, not penguin esque, but the, the literal penguins with all the the army, the, the army the, the marching around town, the freaking penguins with lasers strapped to their yes, heads. Exactly. Um, did it not remind you of like a Bond movie when she's na- announcing like oh, the plans? Because she's so dead. She's, she's so inside. Yeah, they're inside the amphitheater, and she's like, "It didn't." Till you said that. Yeah, I always noticed how like droney she was, but that's Moonraker fog. <laughs> Is that hello cool, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's what he, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Like, this is like a Bond movie, and then immediately it was Moonraker 4. <laughs> Go for launch. I like the uh, circus element to this. I think circuses or carnivals in general are cool in that a lot of seedy shit happens. Yeah. Can be, can be, can happen and then be hidden in uh, the guise of carnivals. A lot of characters with small hands, no souls. Look at this movie. It's like the penguin's blood was made of NyQuil. What the fuck? Why? Is he from space? Why is he bleeding like greenish blue, thinned out motor oil? Yeah, like, squid ink. I mean, is that is he like did 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 Simone f- a, a, a penguin or an octopus or something? Why? Like, I get I get the hand deformity. He's like a thalidomide and baby. He's short because well, Danny DeVito short. Danny that DeVito was, was literally he's how hide, high. Oh yeah. shit, he's hiding behind this beer can. I think what's funny is did they ever actually clear Batman's name for killing the princess? <laughs> I think Batman did that. I think I, think I forgot it, her name was the princess or whatever they call her here. The, the original one I put down here is like, did did they actually ever clear Batman's name for the murder of the big-breasted bimbo <laughs> that was supposed to be that was supposed to relight the Christmas tree? <laughs> Talent Scout, come in. This movie, while it made a, a fair amount of money, it did not make the amount of money that Warner Brothers was hoping. Because if I mean, when you break the numbers down, it's real easy to tell. The first Batman's budget was thirty-five million dollars. It grossed just domestically two hundred and fifty-one million. Wow! Batman Returns. Here's two and a half. We'll give you eighty million dollars, and they're like, "Okay, give it to me," and they gross one hundred and sixty-two. And this is probably the reason why Burton was removed from directing the third one. Going, I need to see Gotham in daylight. Was That'd he? Great. He was in like an EP for okay. the third, okay, and possibly fourth. I know he was an EP for the third, but I think this will like the third one, which we'll eventually talk about at some later season. Sure, since it's a part three. Correct <laughs> is that they actually showed it was the first time that they showed Gotham in daylight. I don't remember that. Yeah, well, you will see it. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to talk about that. What did you put down? Anything that stood out like a sore thumb? So, in a, in a good way, I think. Okay, um, it's got this sort of slinky style. Like first a thing, first snow snake, snake. Uh, well, the, there's so many good character intros. Okay, the time is taken to introduce. Sometimes, arguably, too much time. In some, that is true, in some but regards. at least they dedicated the time. Correct. The the Selena Kyle. Uh, Catwoman transformation is scarier than uh, anybody in at least in this Bat universe. You could maybe argue if you want to include Batman and Robin, the if the, you want, yeah, I mean, the, it's the weird plant hentai that happens to Poison Ivy is kind of creepy, but it's so stupid. I don't. She gets shoved out. Of, so she gets shoved out a window and falls, and you see her facial reaction, and you see her hit, and you see the last breath of her life come out of her face. Oh, I thought you were talking about poison ivy. No, 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 no. I mean, I know what happened to Selena Kyle. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's like it's straight it's, up dark. It's like I quasi horrorish. I love. I do love how Walken plays it. <laughs> yeah, and then shoves her out the window. Like I would never do that. Yes, um, I here's I've got it right here. Uh, at at least thirty five minutes in, you only see Batman once or Bruce Wayne for like five more minutes. I think they tried something different with this, which didn't work. Uh, let's not see Batman for a minute. Let's take the time to develop 
the Penguin or Oswald uh, and Selena, Catwoman and Shrek, and yeah. their their little triad as well as the triad between or triangle between Batman, Penguin, right, and Catwoman. And there's so many references to cats. You think? Oh God! It's almost over. It almost it is overkill. It is overkill. Yeah. Um, I do like that after she finally transforms. I mean, not finally transforms, but right after she transforms and comes into the house, when she gets bitten by the cats until she becomes alive again. That's fucking stupid. But <laughs> when she comes into the back into her apartment and she bashes that oh, light, I love that. That's says, always that's one of my favorite bits. Says hell here, hell here instead yeah. of hello there. Pacing for the film didn't bother me much. However, I do have a couple of plot point issues I'd like to bring up. Number one, how exactly do the cats bring Selena Kyle back to life? Are they radioactive cats or supernatural cats? Secondly, how does the Penguin and the Circus Gang get blueprints for the Batmobile? (laughs) Seriously, did they post them on the World Wide Web? (laughs) Did that even exist in 92? To an extent, I think so. Uh, how does Batman punch through the bottom of his fucking car? <laughs> He's Batman. And then how does Bruce make a record scratch on a CD player? Wicka, wicka, wicka. He's Batman. Um, I can top that. Okay. Or, I, I can not top that, but add to it. Because uh, you're doing what doesn't work. Oh, I have a human falling. What appears to be 50 plus feet. Landing on concrete, flat on her back. The snow cut her. And, <laughs> and not, not exploding all over the fucking place. Then... Being revived by a cat orgy, which also seems to teach her advanced jujitsu and acrobatics. Mm-hmm. That aside, Michelle Pfeiffer is a great Catwoman. Devito is very good at being disgusting, and Batman makes his second Batman makes his second appearance at. Can you guess what what time I clocked it at? Mm-mm. Just guess. Seventy eight minutes. Fifty four minutes. That was the second appearance. That's the second appearance of Batman is fifty four minutes in. Yes. So I, I'm, well, that's I'm, what I put down here. What doesn't work? Burton seems almost disinterested in Batman in this film and is much more focused on the two main villains. Or should I put too many villains instead? Yeah. But let's back up, Mike. I got a great idea for a new Batman movie. What that could put have been a- three more villains in and screw Batman. And that could have been a cool story arc in itself to do into a next movie. But they crammed it all into this one, right? And I don't, I don't think they were intending to do that. Um, uh, what I put down here, what doesn't work outside of Burton seems, you know, disinterested in right. actually making a Batman movie. Walking as Max Shrek steals the Penguin's thunder as a main villain. He kind of, mm. he kind of does. Mm. I think they share that limelight. They share it, but the Penguin should be the main focus. And it's like, well, just in case, I'll have Walken in this Max Shrek role. Uh, just as the first film, the characters are hardly anything like their comic book characters, because Catwoman is a cat burglar. Correct. Um, Penguin is a... He's a crime a, boss. He, he's a crime boss, but he's extremely intelligent. Um, Max Shrek, I don't think, was anything other than... A Disney guy. Uh, something that the screenwriter came up with. I'm not 100% sure. He's a, well, he's a Donald Trump. He's a Donald Trump yes. kind of character. Uh, and then Max Shrek is a bit of a detractor as he really doesn't serve an overall purpose in the film other than to be the Penguin's backer. Without he's another, Shrek... He's another means they, to an end. Yeah, they're, they're both means to each other's end. He drives the One plan. can't drive the other. They both have to drive each other. Which... <sighs> It works, but it it's, works. You know what? You know what it would. But work? it's kind of sloppy you know writing. How it works, it is. You know. You know how it would work better as like uh, Shrek, a Batman story. It would work great as like a side story like that. 
starring Mike Myers. (laughs) That would that will do only because you said just Shrek. It's a different spelling, people. And that would get with it. That would better explain why Batman's only in the movie for thirteen minutes or whatever. (laughs) That would be cool. Do you have other anything else that picks out like what doesn't work? You do have written here. Make Gotham great again. (laughs) (laughs) That could be another title. I tend to try to suspend physics with Gotham great again. You dick. It's dumb that he has a miniature Batmobile, like, front of the store, like, kitty ride inside that thing. That's my favorite scene, though. Is it really? Yes. Because it's so over the top, it's it's stupid. But everything DeVito does is over the top. Everything DeVito does in this movie, especially, is over the top. But for some reason, him going in, once he's done with whatever press conference, and he gets into his, like, what looks to be, this was my food truck... <laughs> Which is now my campaign vehicle, and inside is fish tacos. You know, and then inside is a mini version of the Batmobile that he gets in to operate it as a little kitty ride. I don't know. It's just it's so over the top. Yeah, I laugh at it every time. My favorite scene, and it's the uh, you don't really think you'll win, do you? And then they just see this shadowy figure doing like forty-five backflips across the street. I saw her first. <laughs> Meow. The whole building yes, explodes. And then the Shrek department store blows uh, up. Yeah. That's she, pretty cool. She she does all those crazy backflips and then she looks at him like like she's expecting him to be completely impressed by what she's just done. And she's Meow. <laughs> and the building goes apeshit. Oh um, shit. I have a couple other ones real quick. Okay, go ahead. Um that scene at the masquerade ball when they both realize who the other one is with yes. that whole mistletoe can be deadly. Yes. That's a great, like that's, that's a good scene. That's a good scene between they've got steak. The mistletoe can be deadly only if you eat it or something like that. <laughs> what? Or is it's I'm one of those, of something else. It's one of those rooftop scenes that you mentioned earlier right? when they're fighting. When, I think it's the eat floor. Yeah. High fiber. And then, He's laying there, and she gets on top High of him concrete. And, and licks his face, and they, he sees the mistletoe, for whatever reason, hanging on the TV antenna right. of the apartment. And she sees him look and says, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Kiss can be deadlier, even deadlier if you mean it. Then there's the masquerade ball, and the, right. the roles reverse. He says, mistletoe can be deadly. And she says his line, and they both realize, oh, shit. Those are my favorite scenes. Sorry. Uh, do you have well, – okay, I know there's a lot. But let me see how many I can check off when I say, what's your favorite line or piece of dialogue? Because I'm sure you have more than one. Oh, he's, he's preparing. I kind of just mentioned mine, but you go oh. ahead. Okay. <laughs> I believe the word you're looking for is, ah! It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, just the pussy I've been looking for. I uh, was, again, like I said, in the theater with my mom, my aunt, and two younger cousins. And you shrunk down nope. quite a bit when you heard I, that. Because oh. I was 12, at this, 11 or 12, so I was like, yeah. I knew I knew what was up. But he said that, and my, I remember my mom going, <gasps> like, like again, kind of like Beetlejuice. Like a cat? Kind of like, right, like when Beetlejuice said, <laughs> right. she was like, there better not be any more of that in this either. We already covered, why is there always someone who brings eggs and tomatoes to a speech? Uh... What you hide, I discover. What you put in the toilet, I place on my mantle. Get the picture? Remember, Max. You flush it. I flaunt it. Those are... Uh, I just... I. He had all the... He had the best lines. 
He really did. And he was completely against what the character was in the comics. But he had the best lines. You got to admit, I played this stinking city like a harp from hell. I like. I was their number one son, and they treated <laughs> me like number two. <laughs> I was a big fan of, by the way, how's Fred Atkins, your old partner? Fred? Uh, he's he's good. on he's, extended holiday. He's good. <laughs> oh, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> Hiya, Max. Remember me? I'm Fred's hand. <laughs> Care to see any other body parts? Uh, if you could make one change to this film, what would it be? Um, I think we discussed mine already, and I was like, I would incorporate more action in the film, and you can tell that Tim Burton is anything but an action director. Correct. And so Correct. outside of that one kind of well-choreographed fight scene with the with the circus gang, it's just... Any fight scene just really feels horribly stilted at best. He's great with the weird, but lacks any sort of initiative when it comes to planning out any kind of action. And so it's just, it's filled with more pyrotechnics and explosions than kicks and punches like Batman would normally would normally have. Uh, if I were to make one change, I would love to see a film version of the planned and written Tim Burton's uh third batman movie yeah that would be interesting because i've read and believe robin williams was going to be the riddler yes he got screwed twice they wanted to make him the joker then they handed it to jack nicholson which is a good idea and then they said we want you to be the riddler and he's like great and then they handed it to jim carrey and he went fuck you (laughs) i'm not gonna be in your movie anymore screw your movie i'm gonna go make jumanji he made a lot of money on that he did um i do like when in the sewer he rips the bat mask off Kind of pulls the curtain back, so to speak, without his eye makeup. Yeah, I, yeah. That I, I was. I, you're not going to believe me. You would, because you know what a fuck I am. <laughs> but I remember being nine or ten years old and going, "He's got fucking black makeup around his eyes in the first Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Like you can see it. That's yeah. not a shadow. He's you got can, black makeup you in can, the second one you, too. I know. And that's why when you when you take, it's the, almost like they wanted to go for the one take thing rather than him turning his head. And then cutting away, they could have done it without it looking dumb. I really wish that they had done it, and he pulls it off, and there's black makeup <laughs> around his eyes. Maybe that would born, have been. That maybe he's been. born with it. If you had to recast it, well, how would you recast it? Ah, oh, man, I went. I I did these notes, all kinds of out of order. Oh. I got a day drunk on a Sunday, which I shouldn't have done to do this. Um, Kids, I would don't drinking, don't, is, drinking is bad. Drinking is fundamental. Um, I do have written here that the penguin recycles Headley Lamar's plan. Originally deemed too Jewish to kill the firstborn male son, and at Christmas, tisk tisk. Um, <laughs> I have some recasts. I have some recasts here. Where did I write them? All right. Well, you look for those. Okay. I'll give you mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Batman, and I went with Wes Bentley. Now, do you know his face? No. I see is that he, look on your face. Is he the guy you... that does the voice of Batman in the? Uh, no. I think that's. Diedrich Schroeder or whatever his name is from um, the Drew Carey show. Diedrich Botter. Diedrich Botter. I don't think he does. Okay. Wait, uh, he might, no, he Wes Bentley, uh, the first time you kind of saw him, you've seen American Beauty, correct? Is no. It first, no? Well, mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to show you a picture. Okay. Uh, so we'll go on to the next one. Anybody? I'll maybe I'll have a link, maybe a picture in the notes. Okay. Uh, Penguin, if I went on a serious note, I'd, I'd cast Andy Serkis. Oh, okay. Oh, he would be a screwed up. Would you have him do CG penguin, or would you put him in a suit? What I would, would put do? him in a suit. Okay, he's done enough CG, and he's done enough in in a suit already with all of the uh, little knobs on him 
for uh, motion capture, yeah. I would I would actually cast him. Okay. Not him to act it out and him to voice it. Uh, if I wanted to go on a funny route, I'd do Nick Frost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Catwoman, I did Olivia Wilde because she ha- she's incredibly beautiful and she's got the perfect like ice cutting blue eyes. I know the name. I don't know. Again, for the notes. Cool. We'll do Olivia Wilde. And then Max Shrek, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so Catwoman could kill him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Some of those are good, because yeah. I know who some of those people are. Um, I could not come up with somebody to play Batman. So, because... Uh, it that's, was hard. Because, it was, it's, uh, because it's my rule, mid-70s Burt Reynolds. Rest in peace, sir. <laughs> Eat floor. <laughs> High fiber. Is it hard for you to cast any it's of them? It's like one of those Draculas. Who hasn't played him yet? Okay, Jeff Bridges. You know? Uh so I could, I honestly, in the service of our fans, I'll just do mid seventies Burt Reynolds, mustacheless Deliverance Burt Reynolds. Okay, uh, that would not not work. No, wouldn't not not work. Selena Kyle or Catwoman, uh, Madonna, ninety two Madonna, before or after she showed everything, after or during during <laughs> or after. Because that's that's kind of I, I kind of like fill her void. I kind of feel like <laughs> that's kind of what they were kind of what they were modeling her after. Right. Okay, is that sexy? Yeah, possessive, self possessive. I like my choice better. Owns her sexuality, mm-hmm. but still kind of vulnerable. I don't know. I, I chose Madonna for Penguin. I chose something that's already been done. It was done jokingly. Burgess it, Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember in the way they did it. It was. Uh, it was a get, maybe funny or die. Patton Oswalt. He did a turn as the penguin in something. And he, at least in costume mm-hmm. and makeup, was very subtle. Uh, he's a big guy, but he, they didn't put him in a fat suit because he's a big guy anyway. But he had on like the, the 40s style suit with the shit over the shoes, the little, whatever you call those, the white things that go over the tops of your shoes. Is it spades? Maybe. Uh, spats? But he had spats. spats, yeah. And he had just as like a, his eye was a little like Blofeldish. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have the big nose. He didn't, he wasn't gross. He was just a crime boss. He looked the part seriously, but it was played. That's Olivia Wilde. You weren't listening to a thing I said, were you? I no. Can, I can see why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> She could do it. So you were talking about spats. <laughs> <laughs> For Max Shrek, I chose... The, the bandit returns. <laughs> I chose I chose Steve Buscemi. As what? Max, As Max Shrek? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That Board, would, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, Steve you know Buscemi. I have not watched that yet. I've heard I'm not going by anything other than his look. Okay. But yeah. Uh, I, but I know I've, what I've heard. He's a bastard in that. Um, I had some <laughs> trivia. <laughs> Please. Um, where did Dispense I put my... of the trivia. It's on your Die Hard page. Where did I... Shut up. <laughs> Jack Nicholson and Danny DeVito have been friends for quite a while. Especially since... Um, Batman and Batman Returns? <laughs> no. Um, Hoffa? Hoffa? Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, well, yeah. That's much farther back. That and is better reference than my Hoffa. So when DeVito... They were talking, hanging yeah. out, whatever. And DeVito told him they offered it to him. Nicholson told him to take it. It's a hell of a paycheck. That's, that's why he took it. But he served it. As of 2003, um, Nicholson had made at least $60 million off of Batman. But did he take something off the back end, I guess? A lot off the back end. Brilliant, Batman. Yeah. 
Christopher Walken reportedly scared Tim Burton. He didn't. He was scared to be around him. But he still recast him in Sleepy Hollow and the failed Superman reboot <laughs> from 97. They wanted I'm Burgess. Glad, I'm glad that never happened. They wanted Burgess Meredith to play uh, Oswald's dad in the opening scene. That would have been awesome. That would have been too, talk about. That would have been too tongue in cheek, but it would have been no, awesome. No, yeah, well. I, I agree. Because you see the guy who's played Jimmy Olsen in the original Superman movies play other characters in other Superman movies. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't watch other Superman movies. I try not to. Oh yeah, I I stop after eighty seven. Burgess <laughs> Burgess Meredith was too ill to play. Uh, in the movie, so they went with Paul Rubens, which I think was a better choice. Yeah, welcome back. In hindsight, welcome back, Jack Peewee. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's cat suits each cost a thousand dollars. Care to guess how many she went through? Twenty-five, sixty. Holy mackerel! Sixty grand. You sweat through them. God, I don't care what she did through them. I'd like to own one. Mm. I'd, I'd pay a thousand dollars for one. I'd smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like butt. I don't care. It's um, Michelle Pfeiffer butt. <laughs> Danny DeVito stayed in character between takes. Oh, that. Do you know why? Um, because he didn't want to change out of makeup. Because he's a <laughs> pro. That's why. Because <laughs> he no. wanted to creep out the cast just, and yeah, the crew. Same. Yeah, he's just. He's I can that guy. get that one. The monkey that delivers the note toward the end with the little Batman stationery. Yes. Uh, it took them several takes to get it to actually hand it to DeVito because it was terrified of him. Because of the makeup. Because it was DeVito <laughs> looking was... like the penguin. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine why that happened. <laughs> I, I I did kind of uh, editorialize this next fact, but the note that the monkey hands to him yes. was actually written by Thief Bob Kane. Again, Batman and Bill on Amazon. Max Shrek was originally, and I think this probably pulls into why there's three villains, he was originally supposed to be Harvey Dent. Somehow. So it should have been Billy D. Williams. Yeah. They gentrified the script, man. The cast, uh, Billy D. Williams again, uh, played by was supposed to be played by Billy D. Williams, but they scrapped it, and we got a shitty. And then when they decided to bring back Two Face, they made him white, one face and white. Yep. Some also rans for Catwoman. Share. Oh my God. Demi- like maybe maybe in the eighties. Share. Ninety two. No. Demi 80. Moore. Demi Moore. Mm, no. No. Kim Basinger. How would that even have worked? Well, does Vicky just become Catwoman? She, when she gets shoved off of the building, when that's, she comes back to life, she's no dumb. longer uh, Lorraine Bracco. No, you're not. No, Susan Sarandon again. No, no, Gina Davis. No, <laughs> Jodie. Only if she got to kill Jeff Goldblum <laughs> by casting of Max Shrek. <laughs> uh, Jodie Foster. No. Sigourney fucking Weaver? No. 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 None of these. Not even one is even remotely close. Not a one. Okay. Other than the one I suggested, Madonna. 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 You do Madonna. 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 But you keep it all inside. Um, Finally, that shot of Catwoman. Travia. <laughs> Travia. Uh, that shot of Catwoman they did at the end where she... Kind of pops up and it looks kind of CG. Was she pops up at the end rather than seeing Catwoman rather than Batman right before the credits? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, that shot yeah. was done as a lark, kind of an afterthought, <laughs> and shot a few weeks uh, before the wrap, and it cost him twenty five thousand dollars. 
can I have that money instead and can we take it out? It wasn't in the script. It wasn't. Tim Burton didn't even know they that did it. cost $25,000. I'm sorry, $250,000. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm sorry, $250,000. I'll just take 10% of it. And can we take it my out? My bad. My bad, yeah. Wow. I, I read that wrong. Holy mackerel. And it, they, they did nothing with it. It did. It set up nothing except maybe that Holly They thought Berry. maybe we'll, we'll do a sequel. I would not advise it. Oh, I've only it. seen bits and pieces of it. No and plans it's to. Really, it's like eating a dessert made by Aunt Bethany from Christmas Vacation. It's really hard to choke down. It's got cat food in it? Yes. Slime <laughs> green in cat food. Um, that's what I've got for trivia, and which takes me to my very brief final thought. So if you've got anything else. I put here, if Batman Returns is too over the top, I would recommend Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. It's like watching Batman take place in the real world environment. It's not for everyone as well, but it's definitely an interesting take and personally my favorite. I believe you like your Batman like you like your James Bond from the 70s. A bit campy and over the top, while yes. I like my Batman and James Bond more grounded in reality. But yes. that's what I would recommend. is If you want Batman, but you don't want as silly or grossly dark or goofball. Which is funny you say yeah. that, because that's what I have here. James Bond. Can I, can I do a better or equal uh, yeah. film? No, man. This is the gold standard of superhero movies, for Generation X at least. Still a bit campy, but it's also dark as fuck. It's fucked up and funny, so you can keep your Nolan's verse. This is where I live. Those are also my final thoughts, but I've got more final thoughts that I wrote later <laughs> in the day after I've... <laughs> we, just, just for you guys, we, we, only bleep the, we only bleep the word fuck because we think it's funny. And we, at this point, we don't care. If you're listening at work without earbuds, you're an idiot. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, does it still hold up, hold up? The CG sticks out like a sore thumb. It's bad. Uh, practical effects used in previous films were so much better, and it was just three years earlier. These effects are cheesy, and they're bad. Anything that doesn't involve his miniatures, and you can tell it's CG, just really, it just stands out, and not in a good way. Um, I give credit to Burton and Danny DeVito, as it's been well over 25 years, and the only two that have ever brought Penguin to the silver screen. There's been no other, Mm -hmm. like, Batman since 92 of of Danny DeVito. Other than that, that guy that did it on the show Gotham. That's true. But it's it's TV's different from movies. Sure, sure. They haven't put the Penguin back into the movies, and they've made several Batman movies since then. And they've done the same damn characters. Right. The Joker has been done more than two times. Two-Face once, or technically twice, twice. now. Um, but never the Penguin. He's been on Gotham, like I said, but TV doesn't count. You hear that, TV? Uh, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> My final thoughts. DeVito's wacky... If an accurate portrayal of the Penguin still works for the film. Pfeiffer is sexy and captivating as Catwoman. And outside of Walken basically playing Walken, uh, Keaton's Bruce Wayne is the weakest link in the film, which lacks drive and interest. Uh, I forget how much I liked this film than I originally recalled, even with its over-the-top silliness. You know, it's over-the-top, but I still forgot how much I kind of like it still. Totally. Um This film is more style over substance, and because of that, it gets lost in the spectacle. Um, It seems to get lost in its campiness, settling for over-the-top antics, over heart. It's not Burton's best Batman film, in my opinion. It's definitely not my favorite, but I can't help but still like it, even after all of these years. You can keep your Schumachers, and you can keep your Nolans. I don't care. I have a Batman, and I have a step-Batman. Their names are Adam West and Michael Keaton. 
Happy back Christmas, kids. And I've got two words that I want you all to remember. They're very important. And if I leave you with anything, I'm going to leave you with these two words. And those two words are, I'm Batman. After vacationing across America and throughout Europe, this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play it safe. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. You can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. Have you got a kiss for me? Eh, you better take a rain check on that, Art. He's got a lip fungus they ain't identified yet. But no holiday could ever be more deeply touching. We were gonna call, but... Eddie wanted to make it a surprise. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> ah, I'm really going to fly down the hill with this stuff. So genuinely moving. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I was just blouse browsing. Or more down to earth. If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. Then Christmas with the Griswolds. Everybody come out quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Of the United States of America. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> you woo, crack up. I get it. Do you? Yule Brenner is there <laughs> in the movie. You'll be sorry. Yule son of a bitch. You'll be sorry you heard us talking. That was a shitty trailer. Synchronized. Synchronized can, can snaps. Can snoping things. Hey, uh, we're back. Merry Christmas again, kids. Hope your holidays are going just well. Super. Just super. Super holiday. Um, well, we're here to talk about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The Christmas movie out of our Christmas movie episode. Yes, this is definitely a yearly Christmas movie tradition. Yes. Yes. Uh... As a kid, I would watch this movie year-round. A friend of mine and I, easily a couple times. With this, Maximum Overdrive, something else. If we had nothing else to do, if it was hot and we were just being lazy inside, we would watch this. It would cool you off inside. It, it gets in your head. It gets in your head a bit, mm -hmm. and and you feel like it's a little chilly outside. Is that what we're supposed to imagine at this very moment? <laughs> it's not 90 degrees outside right now or anything. It's totally not 90 degrees and not yet even... October. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, here's our here's my first talking point. 
I don't like the opening credit sequence song. You are. What is wrong with you? It's horrible. It's amazing. It's amazingly bad. Why? I agree with you because it's not good. What did, what did you want them to do? The Holiday Road? No, song? no. I just don't like the song. I just don't. I'm sorry. I love the song. Mm-hmm. I love the animation. I, I don't was, mind the animation. I just don't like the song. I thought it was a nice jump from. It's like we were saying earlier out in the lobby. Uh, there's they don't go anywhere. I mean, they go to the mall or get to, get the tree, but they don't go anywhere. So Holiday Road doesn't need to be. No, in. and I understand that. That's fine. But you're just I just, saying, I just don't. I would have rather had an instrumental piece with the animation than that song. So if by some reason you've been on another planet or under a rock. It's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. 1989. 1989. It's almost 30 years old. Jesus. No, his name isn't Jesus. It's Clark <laughs> Griswold. <laughs> I almost said Clark Gliswold, and that's on another planet. The The plot of it, real quick, is they stay home for Christmas, and they have their entire family come to visit. Mm-hmm. Which proves to be... Horrible. Just as stressful as... Traveling to Wally World. Or Europe. Or Vegas. Do you um, not count that one? I don't count that one. I, I, I've i not seen the new one with Ed Helms, Christina Applegate. Neither have I. And that's all right. I'll be okay with I'll, I don't ever see it because I've it's seen probably a, not as good as the I, first one. I've seen, it's not going to be as good as the first one, but I've seen, a, I've seen a clip or two. There's sort of a uh, Freaks and Geeks reunion. They end up at Burning Man. Okay. Um, that's a fun little clip. Other than that, I, I don't really have any desire to see the new one, the remake. I don't. Or the, and I like, I like Ed Helms. I love Ed I Helms. Just, I, just, I love Christina Applegate. Yeah. Um, she looks like a smelly pirate hooker. <laughs> she should go back to her home on Whore right. Island. <laughs> um, so yeah, the family, a bunch of family comes to stay, and Clark. The, the in-laws what, make it the worst out of everything. His parents isn't that are what considered. Are, isn't that what in-laws are supposed to do? Make it bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do this time around. But I mean, this wasn't a uh, this was not a Christmas uh, movie staple in my house when I was younger. When I was a kid, the National Lampoon Vacation stuff for National Lampoon in general was kind of taboo. The, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was either too crass or it was definitely dirty movie. And so it was one of those ones where, when I'm younger, and you sneak in to go watch, you know, vacation for the first time and. You realize, oh, there's boobs in this movie, and right. there's cursing, and it's kind of funny. But I don't, I don't think I saw this until I was probably in high school. But mm-hmm. uh, it pretty much became an annual staple after that. After that, yeah. Just a real quick to finish up the plot. I just because I wrote it, and I took the time to write it. House guests show up and get in the way, and Clark does what he does best: loses his shit in the most epic way possible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which are they? They're there for like two weeks, man. Right. Did you clock it? They were there since the 14th, so yeah. You did. You yeah. did clock it, because they yeah, used the advent calendar to process right, time, Right. and I was like, I'm going to clock it on this the one. The first day that is open is the 14th. And the I next think, thing right? you see, the next big event- and It's like three or four days later. Well, I they think. don't say how long ago, it, how long further it is, right. but the next thing that happens, it's the 14th, Clark goes to work, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, kiss your ass, kiss his ass, kiss his ass too, <laughs> happy Hanukkah. Happy and then, can't see the line, can you, Russ, at the- at the underwear counter. Right. And then the next thing that yeah. happens, that's odd day to me. The yeah. next thing that happens is family turns up. Right. So it may be the 16th. Yeah. So they're there for 11 days. That's a long time. That's a long ass time to have. People show up on the 23rd and leave on the 26th. This is really how it should happen, if anything at all. Yeah, if anything at all. If at all. 
<laughs> Travis is like, if at all. <laughs> Straight up, too. In the opening sequence, you see the majestic Rocky Mountains of northeastern Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> they it go. was like Colorado Springs or something like that. It was in Colorado, yeah. Those are big-ass mountains. Those are big-ass mountains. Do you, I honestly wished when I watched that scene... This uh, this last week when I was watching this, is uh, that they were driving the wagon queen family truckster from the first film. I wish they would have been too. Uh, I thought the same thing. When it makes you that didn't jump- order the metallic P. <laughs> metallic P. <laughs> I mean, it's that would have been a great gag. It would have been. Yeah, they didn't have to. They'd hardly get in the car. Once they come back with the tree, they hardly get in the car to do anything else. No, they're not it's in that pretty, car. Well, they don't, or you don't see it. Right. You know, if they're at the mall, you don't see them traveling to the mall and traveling back in the <laughs> in family, family truckster. truckster. <laughs> right. And so I just wish. I, I, my only thought is is that they said, let's do the truckster. I don't think the truckster is going to fit logistically underneath that logging tree, uh, that logging truck. Yeah. And so we need something that's smaller, sleeker. What's popular this year? The Taurus wagon. Okay, let's go for it. It looks like a family truck. They're just smaller. Which I think they kind of did that. Maybe they did it in family. Maybe if they did it in metallic P, it would be great. When it makes that jump, it kind of looks like the family truckster for a second. It's kind of green. When I was younger, I thought metallic P was like (laughs) P-E-E. Not the color green P. <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines. I, I don't want to just jump to favorite lines, but it happens. We're talking about this scene, so it's, I'm just going to go for it. Which is, let's burn some dust here. Eat my rubber, <laughs> Dad. I think what you mean is, is burn some rubber here. here eat my, my dust. dust. Whatever, Russ. Whatever. <laughs> I love that line. I know. Get around this egg timer. When all of the in-laws. When the grandparents especially show up, sure. The dropping tone of the doorbell of like the like the do, the death is coming. <laughs> bing bong, and it, it goes. Every bing bong is a lower tone, and it's a different character. I don't think and I noticed it's that. Just, they all go, oh shit. <laughs> bing bong. I noticed the first one, but bing I didn't notice. bong. <laughs> it's like at least three times, if not four. It's great because it ends on like Juliet Lewis or something like that. But yeah, it, it's all just ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, here. folks! Clark opens the door. Uh, I understand that the traditions of putting up Christmas lights and other such things, but I honestly have a hard time grasping that they're going to put up lights ten days before Christmas. Correct. You do that shit the day after Thanksgiving. Right. Well, I, if you're going to do it... You do it the day you after want Thanksgiving. It to, you want it to last. Correct. When I was a kid, I wanted it to be the day after Thanksgiving. Correct. A little bit older, December 1st, at the absolute latest. And now, not at all. <laughs> or or November 2nd, <laughs> apparently. Because there are some people that it's like, it's like two days after Halloween, and it's like, oh, yeah. let's get out the Christmas decorations. I'm like, have you forgot about Thanksgiving? Yes, they have. Most people do, uh, but I, I just don't. I don't grasp that. I understand that. I, I don't remember the line that he gives uh, Ellen when he goes out, but he wants to get away. He, he's immediately invited. His family has shown up. It's like he immediately greets them. Come on in. I'm going to go out and, and decorate the house. I'll, I'll be out here for the rest of the day because I don't want to be around my parents or my in-laws. Right. And I find that funny. I don't think I caught on to that the first time around. Jingle bells again. <laughs> Jingle bells, kids. 
Your pets keeping it uh, on on seasonal for us. I <clears throat> never really caught it till this time. Maybe I did and just forgot. But that's see, I was kind of raised that way. My dad's the kind of dude that can't. It's not that he doesn't want to be around people. It's better if he's he just has a hard time keeps, sitting still. Yeah, and I have a hard time sitting still. I I think part of it's genetics and part of it's environment. But okay, it's. I I I in that that part of the movie I find that comforting because that's how I that's how I grew up and that's how I was raised right yeah everybody's here we'll catch up we'll catch up later you know hey we don't have to be around each other twenty four seven well it's daylight I got and, shit to do well, I can't do, it's not I can't just, I can't do this after dark well, I've got shit to do in the daylight you understand I'm sure and I'll, I'll I'll catch you we'll I'll come in later we'll have a shower and then we'll have dinner and that'll be that yeah when I understand that when we have family members over or we go over to my my parents' house and my sisters there and my nephews are there and. It's like we don't have to be around each other mm-hmm. from dawn to dusk. Dawn to dusk. Yeah. Exactly. Go do things. Come back. We'll have lunch. Go do things. Come back. We'll have dinner. And then we'll do whatever tonight. Yeah. But we don't need to like, you know. I mean, unless you want to help me come hang these lights or shovel shit after these horses or do this or that or whatever. Yeah. You're more than welcome to, but that's what I'm going to go do because I got to do it. Yeah. Or here's a video game or here's a book. Go, you know, go. You don't have to be around me 24-7. Yeah. It's okay. It's yeah. all right. Totally fine. I couldn't. I can't. I can't be objective on the pacing in this movie either. No, it's too. It's. I'm too close to it. Well, I'm too close to it, and honestly, it's a little over ninety minutes. It's not that long. It's. It's perfect time for for comedy. You know. Yeah, I I wrote that later. It's. It's a perfect comedy. Yeah. It's a perfect Christmas movie. It's a perfect kind of family movie. I think it's grown on a lot of people over time because it was not as well received when it first came out. There's a lot of people that did not like this movie or thought it was considerably inferior to like the first film. Mm-hmm. And you know, on classic sense, I like I like Vacation just as much as I like Christmas Vacation, but it's a different type of movie. This is specifically for holidays. This is specifically yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. But um Sometimes it's really hard to suspend your disbelief in a movie like this when you're watching it with a critical eye. <laughs> it was very hard. Oh, it was really hard. I, I, had, I, I, had, I, had, to, I had to unplug that because I have two plot points that really bother me, but they bother me what are they? every time I watch it. The two things that bother me are this. The hunt for the perfect Christmas tree kind of bother me, bothers me just out of the sheer logistical standpoint. It's stupid to pick apart these outlandish things in a National Lampoon company, mm-hmm. comedy, but it bothers me every time, even if it's just for that moment. Going to get a tree, there's no way you're going to get that out of the ground in the you're middle not. of winter. No. Exactly. You're not going to get it out. And even if you did, you're not going to be able to support it on your car driving home or get it back into your house. And use it as an actual tree. The outlandish size of the tree is what right. bothers you. Okay. That's yeah, that's those are my plot points or what doesn't work. The other thing that bothers me is what only a moron puts down a deposit for a construction on a swimming pool for their backyard the following summer, even though he didn't have, even have enough money to to cover it into his in his account. Because he's he's except he's assuming he's getting a bonus mm-hmm. and so he's he's spending the money he doesn't know he actually has yet. I don't know if I learned that lesson from this movie or from my parents or maybe maybe both. But <laughs> I have those always... those were the two things I'm like, if I'm gonna bring up anything and I'm not gonna nitpick anything, these are the two things that that's gonna bother me. Sure. I never count on a raise, I never count on a bonus. Right. And I never count on a raise and I never count on a bonus I either. Only it's count not on, a part I, of my income. I count on what I, I budget what I know is coming yeah. in in two weeks or in that month. The, the or boss whatever. and I have agreed that I get paid this much, this 
this amount of money every week, every two weeks, whatever. And I, every time, like now I do get bonuses at work, but every time I get one, I I always think of that, you know, him sitting there with the the little diving board, and like, why would you do that? That's that's a good one because why would you put that's, money, a life, that's a life lesson, kids. That is a life don't, lesson. Don't save spend, your money. Don't spend and don't money spend you, don't, what you don't, have. don't have. Spend money you have. Actually, save money you have. Yeah, save money you have. Spend what you have later once you've saved it. Ellen's pa- I brought it down here. Ellen's parents are such buttholes. <laughs> both their parents are buttholes. Well, no, both her, her parents are buttholes. Her parents, but are- her her, but her dad especially. Art is a but big butthole. So do washing machines. Yeah, don't piss me off, Art. <laughs> um, that's a dick line to say in the first place. Uh-huh. They serve a purpose. Washing machines wash things. Why would you say that? Know. You know, it's just uh, when Rusty goes and leaves when he wants him to go count and check every bulb, and he's like, "Sure, Dad. Whoa, look at the time. I gotta get to bed. I still gotta brush my teeth, feed the hog." Um, was that a subtle, subtle reference to him needing to go? That was a subtle reference to Chevy Chase when he in Caddyshack or okay. Fletch when he would. Look- I know he looked at his watch and that was a Caddyshack thing, but I did not know. Feed the hog? No, I think he was. I just- figured feed the hog was a. I gotta go jerk off. <laughs> no, I think he was just listing off a bunch of shit. That he he just wanted to play off a bunch of things he didn't. He didn't want to. It go was mostly just to check his bulbs. It was mostly just to serve the Chevy Chase joke. Where he okay. went, whoa, look at the time. Yes, because uh, that was a Chevy Chase thing. Yeah, I do remember reading about that. But look I at didn't. the wrist where you don't wear the watch. At A is where you don't wear the watch, and B you don't have a watch on it to begin with because mm-hmm. you wear a watch on your left wrist. And look Chevy, at your right. Chevy Chase always looked at his right wrist when they didn't have a watch on it and would always act like, I'm running late. Whoa, gotta go. <laughs> Funny when it needs to be. Serious. Right. I don't say serious, but serious. Well, when it it's sentimental or it's nostalgic when yeah, it needs to be. Yeah. And it's funny at the right times. I don't think I'm any different than a lot of people my age. It's mm-hmm. so ingrained in our DNA that it's a Christmas movie now that it just, I don't want to say it's a background thing. No, it's, it's definitely sometimes a background thing, though. But it's. Sometimes you'll pop it on just then, to kind of keep. It keep the holidays alive, right? Yeah, but um, was was Audrey wearing a Soundgarden T-shirt? No. It, if not, it looked it kind of had that. I've always tried to figure out what her shirt said, and I can't I can't place it. I can't place it either. But it very much kind of looked like late eighties, early nineties like Soundgarden. Yeah, it looks like Soundgarden's yeah, okay. logo. Uh, this is one of those films that Lisa and I always talk about how gargantuan their house is, yet there seems to be only like three or four bedrooms. <laughs> that house is huge. It is big. Yet they still have to share bedrooms, like Audrey and Rusty have to have to share a bed. Well, that's just because... And they have a, a huge basement and a gargantuan attic, and you would think that there's got to be more than four bedrooms. Maybe there's not. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. You might be. It's a house. But it's one of those things where, where they're really big... They have really big homes, and then they bring someone over, and it's like suddenly two people have to share a bedroom. I'm well, I mean, this in this like, house, there's, and we don't have a big house here, but there's... They're all being used, but they're, they're used for shit that's not a bedroom. Right. There's one bedroom that's usable as a bedroom in this house. Uh, I, every time he goes up into the attic, I always go, I don't think that's how attic ladders work. It's what is, Why is it so weird, <laughs> that attic ladder? Yeah. It's all like bat cave. Well... It's not just that. It's just, it's the, I know it leads to that waxing nostalgic scene. Which is one of which, my favorite, it's my yeah. favorite scene. 
And that's what I love about it because it's just sentimental enough and just nostalgic enough. And then right when it kind of gets you and he's crying a little bit and he's looking at, you know, what happened when he was a kid and then boom, falls out. (laughs) With the implication of that is that he falls on Ellen. Yeah. He falls on his wife and possibly cripples her. (laughs) Merry Christmas, Clark. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, you got to also think about the fact that his feet go through, and now his son's bedroom is completely open to the attic because it steps on the the poster. The poster. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, so he falls through, and he realizes what's going on, and then he goes and tries to warm his hands over the oh over the opening of the at that point, upstairs. At that point, I'm just busting my way through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Those kinds of things are what I noticed. Like, that, that, that's, it's the common sense trying to come out of you while yeah. watching a silly comedy. Yeah. You're like, come on, man. That's how you get down. Yep. <laughs> instead, in, instead, let's sit on the stairs <laughs> and watch that it. should not hold your weight. <laughs> let's find an outlet, plug in you know, the film projector. But that, that Ray Charles song is just so great, yeah, though. That's a whole it, just, it, that, it just kicks in perfectly. That sequence uh, was actually... Uh, I don't want to steal any trivia from you. If I, uh, is that that was taken from a short story, right? Uh, Christmas that, that Christmas John 55. Hughes wrote, okay, yeah, in National Lampoon's magazine, and that's what they based the movie on. Otherwise, Chevy Chase wasn't going to do it. But John Hughes didn't want to do it either. I think is what it was. Is they na- they came to him saying, "Hey, how about you write another National Lampoon's movie?" It's like I don't know if I have it in me. And then he decided to. What if I do this? Yeah. And the Chevy was like, "Only if we do this." Yeah. And it, I had no idea until I looked. And it's that in up. my opinion, it's the best of the movies. Was it's it's the most well rounded. It's the most. Let me back up. It's the most well rounded of those three movies. Mm-hmm. Vacation is great. It's a little raunchy. Right. European Vacation is great. It's, a little, it's also raunchy too. It's been so long since I've seen well, European. European used to be my favorite, uh, but this one, as I've gotten older, this one is. It's just Vegas isn't bad for me, but it's yes, just. It <laughs> but uh, it's, are you it's, sure a, about it's that? a little. It's a little too. It's a little too late. Mm-hmm. It should have been. It was like, almost 10 years later. Yeah. It was 96. 97, maybe? 97. Yeah. Papa, Mr. Papa Giorgio. Exactly. What doesn't work? I tried to have to check my logical brain sure. at the door, and so I it was just the Christmas tree hunt. And oh, yes. You, okay. you, gotta, you, you don't spend a bonus you don't have. The couple of things that I found, and again, it's nitpicky, but um, this is supposed to be in Chicago in mid-December, mm-hmm. and there's people outside... Wearing vests and flannel shirts, or Eddie, or coming Eddie. from Arizona, yeah, or Nevada or wherever, um, people aren't dressed for the season. Um, you don't see not people. enough. You don't see people's breath outside when they're mm-hmm. talking, and um, it should be colder. It should be colder, <laughs> and the cartoon physics of it. Yeah, but again, this is a silly comedy, and yes. I'm not going to split hairs over it. Uh, is there a reason why there's like a McDonald's advertisement poster on the refrigerator in the basement? Oh, you know? yeah, the big like uh, there's, you can tell that they've taken off the M off of like the drink, but you can tell those are the fries. That's like a Big Mac, and yeah, that's I'm not like, sure what that's all about. I didn't know what that was about either, but they passed by it like at least two or three times. I only count once. Well, maybe it was once, but it stands out every time. Like, why is there a McDonald's poster there? It just seems odd. Was there a potential, like, advertising campaign that it's they were possible, thinking? Or it's possible that the Griswolds are people like me, and they, they think just... shit like that's cool, and they <laughs> put it on their refrigerator. I don't know. I, but I, I, 
noticed it just this last time when I was, I was watching it for this, and I was like, "What the hell is that? Like, is that like Fry Guy and uh, yeah. or Frylock and, and <laughs> Zulu Master Shake or whatever his name was? Right, from Aqua Teen. I love the subtle introduction to Eddie when they light the house up, and he's so ecstatic over the fact that the lights are on, he does not initially realize that's that he's the... talking to. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's a great callback to a character from the first. Like that's that's truly like this movie completes the story arc of the Griswolds, too. right? Because Eddie was a little one dimensional in the first movie, yes, and a little raunchier. But they mm-hmm. round him out a little bit more in this one, and they give him a little heart. But he's still just as gross. dumb as a sack of bricks, and gross, and gross. Shooter is full. <laughs> I just love when he turns up and they're like, "Oh, they realize he's there," and he he leans in to hug Ellen, but he goes in for like a face kiss, and she's like, "No, no." Something went seriously wrong with Ellen's sister to go for Eddie. Yeah, I just don't. Is that? I guess that's her sister, right? Yeah, it's got to be. It's not Eddie's. It's not. It's not Clark's brother, and it's not Clark's sister. No, it's not Clark's brother. No. Um, what I put down here, I say this was the first time I realized that Eddie was talking about their older children, his daughter being at the the clinic getting cured off of the wild turkey, (laughs) and his son was preparing. Uh, for his career. his career as a carnival worker, which is like completely polar opposite of the fact of the Griswolds only have two kids. It's Audrey and Rusty, and they're different actors in the roles in each movie. Yeah. And here, it's an ongoing timeline. We've had two more kids. Oh, These yeah. are the young ones. I'm telling you about the older ones that you met in Nevada or wherever seven it was. Seven years ago. Yeah, or six or seven years ago, yeah. I, I find that that's quite, funny. I've never thought about. I, that. I never thought about it until until today. I'm like, is he talking about the older ones? He's talking about the ones from the first movie. Yeah, when they're drinking the eggnog. Yes. What's you? Do you uh, I have a couple favorite scenes. Do you have any? I have one. Oh. Clark, what's wrong, honey? It's bigger than you expected? (laughs) Smaller? What is it? It's a a, a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. If you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood 
sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> oh, man, we used to laugh so hard at that. Was I, I could not was find it, any trivia on that quote. I wonder how oh, much of that was impromptu. I would say all of it. Yeah, if not... I would say the script 20... probably said Clark loses his shit or, or some such. <laughs> and then... Yeah. That might have been a second or third take, but... It's a lot to fill in. Trying to memorize that. That's Especially difficult. for Chevy Chase at that point in history, because he was whacked out on sedatives and, oh, yeah? and the booze. The wild turkey. I don't know if it was wild turkey, but he was... <laughs> it was something. Yeah. Um, it was dry turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Whacked out on dry turkey. I love how Helen grabs his junk when they're when the SWAT team hits. Yes. Apparently, and one of my bits of trivia here is she chose to do that in one take, and that was the take they chose to use. <laughs> she just grabs a dick. I wonder why. <laughs> don't know. It's precious cargo. <laughs> Protect the cargo. I mean, it's a funny. It's, it's funny. That's probably I, don't, I never noticed it until maybe a year or two ago. Oh, God. That was no, the first thing I always noticed as a kid. I never noticed that when I was younger, and I think Lisa brought it to my attention a couple of years ago. She's like, did you ever realize that she grabs Clark's junk? Like... <laughs> When the SWAT team breaks in, I'm like, no. She shakes her hand and then puts it back on. Yeah, there. and then she puts it back. And there's that foley art of it, like just that gentle, like, of it grabbing. <laughs> the ever so gentle foley art of, of nut of nut grabbing, of crotch grabbing. <laughs> one of my favorite. Uh, I said one of my favorite lines, which is the uh, "burn some dust here, eat my rubber." One of my favorite scenes is when he's bumbling at the underwear counter with Mary. Yes. Just he's trying to seem cool and unattached from his wife, but he can't bring himself to say that his wife's dead. Yeah. Because who does oh, no one wants that God karma. rest her soul. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, she's not. Oh, dead. she's not. She's not. We're we're divorced. She's divorced. But he's uh, he's out of his element. Yes. And he's sweaty, wiping terribly the, uncomfortable. Wiping the underwear. He pulls that off well. It's perfect or it's it's pure Clark and it's pure Chevy Chase. And that's that sums that character up to me like he's still trying to be he's trying to be suave but can't be suave enough doesn't yeah he, he's getting in the way of himself correct yeah and the other one i uh, we talked about earlier which was uh uh in the attic i i don't read them off well but i'm going to read some off here but i wrote this down and says this episode is not going to play out like the highlander and there can be only one <laughs> there's going to be many sure. lines uh, my favorite ones with Eddie and Clark are uh, the first of three is, uh, you surprised to see us, Clark? Oh, Eddie, if I woke up tomorrow morning with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't have been more surprised than I am now. <laughs> uh, the second one is, can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? Not listening to a word. Nah, I'm doing just fine, Clark. <laughs> No, I'm just fine, I'm, Clark. No, I'm just fine. No, it's N-A-W. It's, N- it's now. It definitely <laughs> is now. Um, the the last one that really gets me is, don't go put none of that stuff on my sled, Clark. You know that metal plate in my head? How could I forget, Eddie? I, <laughs> I have to have it replaced because every time Catherine revved up the microwave, <laughs> I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for about a half an hour or so. <laughs> Do you really think it matters, Eddie? <laughs> Well, the plate runs right over here underneath my part, Yeah, and over here is just nothing. But if this gets dented, 
my hair just ain't gonna look right. It ain't gonna look right. <laughs> it just ain't gonna look right. Uh, the Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis one is like, what's that sound? You hear that? It's a funny squeaking sound. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> I say that one a lot. <laughs> I use that a lot. Todd and Clark, it's like, hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. You've got a lot of nerve talking to me like, Griswold, I wasn't talking to you. Do you think Larry David Castor is Elaine? Because of that? Because of that character? Because she's very similar. She's very Elaine-ish, but just more uh, more bitchy. Bitchy. Just a little more. She's more yuppie. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but that would have been funny if that was possibly the chance. Uh, you mentioned it before. It's Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the last one is between Ellen and Clark. It's like, I have this terrible suspicion that Catherine and Eddie don't have presents for their kids. Rocky said something about Eddie telling him that Santa wasn't coming this year. Yeah, Ruby Sue said something that something to me like that last night. How can they have nothing for their children? Well, he's been out of work for close to seven years. In seven years, he couldn't find a job. Catherine says he's been holding out for a management position. That one always gets me too. <laughs> Um, but got, what's funny is like it, what I put down here is like in National Lampoon's Vacation, Eddie mentioned having been laid off from the uh, asbestos factory, <laughs> which would have been nearly seven years before this movie takes place. Correct. Yeah. I love that timeline. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one more to add. <clears throat> we needed a coffin. <laughs> a tree. Uh, there are no lots open on Christmas Eve. Lewis burned down my tree. I simply replaced it as best I could. <laughs> 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 he goes, we needed a coffin. <laughs> and he laughs like it's, oh, I mean, that's, uh, that's not what I meant. A tree. Do you th- I'm starting to lose my shit. <laughs> Just a little bit. I, You're starting th- to see through the veneer. I don't know if I'm wired this way from birth or genetics or if, if this movie taught me to be this way. But when I start to lose my shit in situations like this, I, that's how I go. I start going with comments. I don't make death threats like that. Right. I start to go with comments and I start to laugh nervously. And, like, and it leads up to losing my shit. It's a violent Christmas. Uh, regarding trivia, after failing mm, yes. to get the Christmas lights to work the la- one last time, uh, Clark takes his frustration out on the plastic decorations in front of the yard. <laughs> yes. Chevy Chase actually broke his pinky finger. I, I love how I said that. His pinky finger. Um while punching Santa Claus. Huh. And so he resorts to kicking and clubbing the decorations after that, and the film kept rolling, and that's the take that was used. So when he shifts from using his hands to his feet or hitting it rather than punching it, that's because his pinky finger is broken. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, this is the final film of May Questel, who played Aunt Betty Bethany. Boop. Yeah, Betty Boop. I always thought, that, I'm like, that sounds like Betty Boop. And then when I was a little bit older and I she could research big, it. She had a big year, 88, 89. Yeah, she did, because that was... Um, Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit, yeah. And this. It's unfortunate that Chevy Chase has such a bad reputation in Hollywood as difficult to work with. Apparently, Chris, Christopher Columbus, uh, who directed Home Alone, another John Hughes script, stated that he was the original director of this movie and even filmed some of the second unit footage, but he felt after two meetings with Chevy Chase, he told John Hughes, there's no way I can do this movie. I need... Uh, I know I need to work, but I cannot work with this guy. <laughs> wow. He So he went on and made a huge John Hughes movie for Home Alone instead. Yeah. What's how is, Why is Chevy Chase so hard to work with? What is, I don't... A lot of people say he's just a prick. 
I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot as well, and it's unfortunate. I mean, that's the reason why he disappears off of uh, Community, because he was just really difficult to work with. Yeah. Uh, he got ridden out of his contract. Um, Is Eddie's van made out of turds and old penny? It's his mobile home. His mobile home, yeah. yeah. I say his house, yeah. And penny, just one, just corroded. Old, it's green and brown. It, it looks is like green a brown. Turds and penny. <laughs> According to Randy Quaid, many of Cousin Eddie's characteristics, most notably the clicking of the tongue, were based off of a guy that Quaid knew from when he grew up in Texas uh, years ago, who had similar traits. I would presume that this is all false now, knowing that Randy Quaid has turned into or stopped hiding the fact that he's a complete nut job. <laughs> um, apparently, this is the only vacation not to feature the Lindsey Buckingham song, Holiday Road. Uh, he didn't want to be known as the soundtrack guy, also known as Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think Lindsey Buckingham could have been known as a soundtrack no, guy. Not for but the he, same song. No, but he didn't want it. He didn't want That's it. Awesome. It's the only vacation film that doesn't feature that song. Really? Yeah. Even the new one. Even the new one. Huh. Uh, when I, guess he, I guess he doesn't give a shit now, does he? <laughs> no, he's not in a band either, because he got kicked out of Fleetwood Mac, didn't he? He, uh, I don't know. Something. Oh, when Cousin Eddie barged into the house with Clark's boss, Ellen jokingly tells the police officer that this is, this is the family's first kidnapping. This is actually wrong, <laughs> because we know who did he kidnap first. A Roy Wally world. <laughs> yeah, which was John Candy, <laughs> Actually, right? no, he, it was the security the guard. Security, the, both security guards. Uh, uh, so they could ride all the rides, yeah. because it was closed. Oh, and then the last one is the messenger who delivers Clark's uh, Christmas bonus was wearing a jacket that read Speedball Messenger Service. Nice. Yeah, and if you don't know what Speedball is, it's a street term for a drug cocktail of heroin and cocaine, which killed John Belushi. And Chris Farley. And other people. And yeah. More than- Probably less people less famous people as well. <laughs> this movie was the first time I saw a Walmart. I forget about that. They actually walk through. You can tell that that's that's all old Roy dog food. Yeah. That he, that that's a legit piled, Walmart. That's a legit Walmart that they probably filmed during off hours because that was probably a time when they weren't open twenty four seven. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where that was filmed, but it was yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a Walmart. Which is funny because Wally World has been labeled as Correct, yeah. yeah. It's a weird inside um, <laughs> go in your brain meta thing. If you could wave a magic wand and make one change, what would you change? Uh, what did I have here? I'd get rid of the stupid opening credit song. You suck. <laughs> and either make it an instrumental piece with the animation or limit the eliminate the opening credits altogether. I can't. I can't. Apart from. Like I said earlier, the cartoon physics of it, which I, I'm not gonna, I don't care about that. I can't think of anything to change. Um, my original favorite, my, my <clears throat> originally my favorite scene was the sledding scene. Oh yeah, just because of how <laughs> just yeah. disappears. I tried that when I was a kid. I took a bottle of uh, or a can, a spray can of Pam, okay, <laughs> and sprayed it on the runners of my sled. Thinking That'll work. Not any differently than it did before. I sprayed <laughs> liquid butter on my runner sled <laughs> not in, wasn't happening I, it did it did prompt this question what the hell are you doing i was trying <laughs> to do the thing give me that yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> can you change would you change anything no but i do have some fun uh casting oh if i could recast okay i have two i only did clark and ellen griswold Okay, uh, you go first because I Clark was easy. 
Uh, I could actually. I'm going to save two of them for a later thing that we're going to do. Okay. But I'm going to. I'm going to tell you the one I've got. But Ellen was hard. So you go first. Who's your Who's your Clark and Ellen? Uh, Ellen, I did Amy Poehler. Ah, good one. And I only say that now because I've watched Parks and Rec a couple of times through. And at one point, she said that she was uh, mistaken. When, in the show, she said she was mistaken for Beverly D'Angelo. That's funny. And I said, oh, she would make a really good Ellen. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm not sure if I completely like my second, my first choice for Clark, but it was the only thing that came to mind. He's a little too smart-assy sometimes. I put Ryan Reynolds. That's who I put. Did you really? He's been doing char- he's been doing Chevy Chase for years. Yeah, yeah. He he absolutely. Okay. I, I put Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> How funny that he's for Ellen. I put like seventies, late seventies. Diane Keaton. Okay. I couldn't think of an Ellen. That's hard. Sometimes it, too. it was because Beverly D'Angelo plays. She's so she can do like when you finally get her mad, mm-hmm. you get the hell out of her way. But she's also very forgiving. So I. I, I honestly couldn't think of anybody. So you went with Kate from The Godfather. I, uh, yeah, I, I actually I went. Where'd with, you go with Annie Hall? I went with uh, I went with Luna from Sleeper. Okay, uh, but yeah, obviously the younger uh, mid mid to late seventies. Um, Eddie, I didn't. Yeah, that was the only two I did. So excellent, Kevin Hart. But okay, as um, as his character Uncle Richard Jr. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? I think so. Say it with your chest. Peel the muffin cap back blue. That character, mm-hmm. that crazy, out of prison uncle, Kev- okay. Kevin Hart as as I mean Kevin Hart could do it as as Kevin Hart just as a character, but specifically Uncle Richard Jr. Is um, that the one where you you gonna learn now? You gonna learn today? You're gonna, You're gonna learn, learn today. today. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be that would be quite interesting. That would definitely make uh, <laughs> that would definitely understand. Who's related to who? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and here's John Lithgow as Frank Shirley, Clark's boss. Okay. John Lithgow. Because it's a small part. It is. And he can play funny pissy in a small dose. And right. That's who I went with for, <laughs> for my uh, for my casting, my recasting. As soon as you said smartass, I knew you were going to say Ryan Reynolds. I thought it was almost too smartass, but I think he, he, he kind of has been doing you know, that. But he Chase. can be super endearing. He mm-hmm. can be... So he's got... And he's not a dick in real no, life. No, he's not a dick. And he still has that humor mm-hmm. in in real life. Well, he, he's admittedly... like He does that thing that, that Chevy Chase does. Like, where it's... Uh, I think it's in the movie Fletch. He's like, well, that's... What do, what do you mean? Fletch? He goes, well, that's where we get into a gray area, Frank. And he's like, how gray? And he goes charcoal where he kind of blinks and shifts his head and says charcoal ryan reynolds does that that's his move is charcoal yeah anyway does it still hold up uh for the most part yes i said the only thing that kind of if you mention that song again i'm gonna jab you with this pen (laughs) (laughs) no i said that the next door asshole yuppies uh feel a little super dated for 1989 Mm. and all of their at the time cool hipster electronics they're cool they're stereo the yeah. size of like a fridge. it's like three segments yeah it gets completely destroyed by the ice in the gutter yeah <laughs> it fires through the window yeah i think it still holds up yes it's, it's a postmodern modern classic tradition christmas movie mm-hmm. i think you started to see like a changing of the guard in the 80s definitely the 90s of like your miracle on 34th streets and your 
your other big Christmas movies. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, stuff right. like that. Okay. We don't want to watch that shit anymore. We want it to be a little more realistic. Not that this is realistic. It's over the top, but it's a more real world. Correct. Yeah, like people. Talk the scenarios to each- are more believable. People talk to each other more in these movies, like they do in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. You know, right? It's a slow replacing of, like, this is what's considered a, a classic Christmas movie now, right? You know, and there's <laughs> he blasphemes and he shits and snorts and all that shit in it, and and it's still a heartwarming Christmas movie. So I guess um, are are we jaded? Yeah, a little bit, but. Do you have any uh, recommendations? So, I, have, I had two. I have two. Mine sort of, one is traditional and one is, <laughs> you go first. My, I was going to say, mine. I have two. One is Christmas, one is not. <laughs> yes, same. Uh, Christmas would be Home Alone. Oh, okay. Uh, same screenwriter, very thematically similar, much more slapstick. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot more Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> yes. Uh you know, along with Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, you know, getting the crap beaten out of them. You know, I didn't hate it when I rewatched it a few years ago, but that movie was so big when it first came out. Oh, yeah. That I, after I saw it the first time, I just, I wanted nothing to do with Macaulay Culkin or that movie for many years after the fact. After the first time you saw it? Uh, probably within a couple of years. Once I got into high school, I was just like, I don't care anymore. Wow. I don't care about this movie. Huh. It's stupid. Um, and then I saw it a couple of years ago, probably on HBO or something. And I'm like, this is still pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, it's a kid fending himself off from burglars, <laughs> mobsters. <laughs> right. But it's, but, but it still held up pretty well. I think I just, it was just, it was just overkill at yeah, the time. Yeah. I, it was really just all over the place and it drove me nuts. What, uh, what's your non Christmas? I would just go with the original National Lampoon's. Mm, okay. Vacation, you know, it's you still had... a classic, and it's. I think it's, I think it's a better written film comedically than this one, hmm. but just in a different, just in a different vein. You and I took because a similar. Can... We took a similar road on this. So, if you're going to go traditional Christmas movie, I went a Christmas Story. Okay, um, just because it's, you know, a mildly dysfunctional family. Right, it's Christmas, and it's, it's much more realistic. More realistic, yeah. But it's still probably life is stretches the yeah. Life's not all pretty bows and beer and skittles. It's it's swearing and trying to change a flat tire and falling through the roof and falling off the ladder and shit like that. Right. Still trying to keep a keep your chin up. There's still a, a fart cloud. Uh, what is it? A fudge cloud above uh, Lake my, Erie. <laughs> my old man could weave a. St- a tapestry of profanity that, to the best of our knowledge, still hangs over Lake Erie today. Yes. That's what it was. Um, and then there's another one that I suggest that uses the holiday as not only a backdrop, but also kind of the central theme of the movie, mm-hmm. um, which is Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween. Because the events of the movie happen on and around the holiday. That holiday. Or and that... On that night, yeah. However... And Believe it or not, Christmas vacation happens everything up to Christmas Eve. It actually does not happen on uh, Christmas yeah, Day. They don't show Christmas Day. It ends on Christmas Eve. That's right. <laughs> so in in but your, Halloween Halloween leads Halloween up. is on Halloween at least. <laughs> but it's the days leading up to it and how right. how they're now. It's not as realistic in their interpersonal dealings, but it it's around a holiday that everyone recognizes. And she's doing this. Her friends are doing this. She's dealing with this dorkiness, whatever. Yada yada, right? And it culminates on on Halloween night as opposed to Christmas Eve. So not a 
not a Christmas movie, but a a holiday movie. Um, Just different holiday. Yeah, and I had to. I was actually pretty proud of that. That is still good, though. It's an interesting turn. Twist. Uh, I put down here the biting humor helps balance the film, letting it not get too nostalgic, you know, or a little too saccharine sweet. You know, it's it's just Christmassy enough. And anytime it feels like it's getting a little too much, here's a joke. Here's this. Here's that. Yep. Let me pull you back down and not get a sugar high. Uh, what really makes this movie work is Clark Griswold's unwavering spirit to have the best Chris Griswold uh, family Christmas, even at the expense of his, his family. family. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, his own sanity. That's that's what makes the movie work. It's It's stupid and over the top, but sometimes you just need that to keep yourself from going insane during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of our go-to Christmas movies every year. And Lisa said that Clark very much reminds uh, her of her dad and how much uh, he always has the best intentions, even though they don't always turn out the way they should. Hmm. And so even though I never had the chance to meet him, it's really nice to share that experience and watching it every year with her. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I kind of set it up top. I used to watch this movie year round. Um, I've gotten it down to once a year. A once a year habit now. Other than, <laughs> other than this year. Other than this year, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I said it earlier too. It's a perfect movie. Other than the fucking theme song, Nathan. <laughs> uh, it's a perfect holiday movie. It's a perfect Christmas. Well, it's a perfect comedy, as well. It's, it's, so it's it's a couple of things rolled into one. You said it's a go-to. It's a Christmas Eve movie in our yeah. house. We try to mix up our Christmas movies. We try to go traditional. So especially a Christmas Eve movie. It should pair with uh, Die Hard because neither one happened on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> we try to we try to rotate ours uh, pound for pound, traditional, non-traditional. So but, it's not overkill sometimes. Tra- correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, Got to have that. You have to have that proper balance of you know like salty and sweet or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Um, everybody, you know, Chevy Chase is a legendary prick to work for, but at least on screen. He brought his A game. Mm-hmm. Everybody brought their A game. It's not a, nobody phoned in their performance. There's not really much more to say. So, you know, Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, we should have some pick six probably dropping by the end of the year or uh, early 2019 in I January. Say, I would say early 2019, maybe yeah. February. <laughs> it depends on when Travis gets them ready to go. Well, at this at this point, they should be done. But at this who point, knows? by the time you guys are hearing this episode, they're they're done and ready to go. Um, we're just trying to have a nice break between each thing so that we don't have our full-time jobs and then this every weekend. <laughs> we still work for a living. We still this, work is for a living. this is our <laughs> hobby. This is a fun hobby. Yeah. But it does take time. It does take effort. And we appreciate you guys noticing that and engaging and um, whatever else you do. Yeah. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, we will see you early 2019. Go do something nice for someone today or tomorrow. Six-Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six-Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six-Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. I'm Batman. Six-Pack Double Feature presents Tangents. Look, the guys stray off topic and get distracted sometimes by... I said dude a lot, but... 
That doesn't mean anything. Okay, a lot. But it's still funny. Just think of it as a sweet, sweet clip show. What's on your mind, guys? Finally, we have justice. And it's bad movie. It's bad. Great. Sorry, Bill. Sorry. At least you're in there. Bill Finger. Again, going forward with any other Batman iteration, they have to use his name now. I just love that Bob Kane had to admit that, yep. Yeah. I'm a charlatan. I Uh stole that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Thank you, Bob King. Um, but also, kind of thank you, because Batman. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Bob Kane. That's a title. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to do Merry Christmas. <coughs> no, it's going to oh. be, be Bob Kane. Hey, what's cracking, gang? We uh, What's crack-a-lacking? What's Krizakin, yo. It's can we sound can we sound more white? What is cracking, yo? <laughs> uh time for a chaser. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Nathan this question. What is your most used or purposely misused movie quote in daily life? Most used? I guess by misused, what what used or overused is how I'm how okay. I'm taking that. Well, because sometimes I guess it would be a misused quote. Uh, <laughs> don't feel the pressure at all. Not at all. I really have, I feel zero pressure trying to now draw a blank on no time to think about most used quotes. It's a date. You eat them. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going. I don't use it as often as I used to, but we, around the house, every once in a while, we would. Mentioned something, and yeah. it was, it's a date. You eat them. You eat them. I'm sure there's something more poignant, but I'll be honest with you. It's easier for me to say that than you sitting here for another 25 minutes while I rack my brain. <laughs> Watching you him and haw. Yeah, and we don't want that. So um, I that's don't where know. I'm going right now. I don't know if it's a direct quote, but mm, driving, I very often, like, we'll see uh, someone, like, I've got the right of way. I'm on a main thoroughfare with no lights or stop signs or anything, and I'll I'll see someone coming from like an, an intersection, and they look like they're going to cut me off. And I swear he says it in Die Hard with the Vengeance, but I say, "Don't do it, asshole." <laughs> and I, it, he, you're not 100 percent. I'm sure. not 100 percent sure, but I definitely say, "Don't do it, asshole." But I say it with a John McClane voice, so <laughs> that's that's mine. Okay. So, oh. cool. All right. So, your question yes. is Do your best movie Batman voice using the line, Hey, babe, the dog just puked? Do I have to say, Hey, babe, the dog just puked? Or would I say what you, we would say? You can do it in your term. Yeah, you can do it in, you can uh, not ad lib it, but uh, say it with our, our yes. the way our house would yes, say it. Yes, sure. I will allow it. <laughs> God damn it. The- <laughs> <clears throat> God damn it, your dog made a thing. <laughs> it's a thing? Yeah. If it's if it's the cat, like if, one time, here's where it came from. I said, ah, Kibby here made a thing. Yeah. So I would, it would be, because I can't do an Adam West impression. So it would be. That's really hard to do. Yeah. Who does that in Family Guy? Adam is, West? Is, oh, that's right. Well, it, it is. Was. It literally it was. was Adam yeah. West. Never mind. He played himself. Yeah. I was thinking it was somebody else that did it, but no, you're right. And after saying that, you're like, no, it was Adam West did a great Adam West impression. <laughs> <laughs> that guy really sounds like Adam West. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, babe. The dog just puked. <laughs> Yours is better. 
Yours was better. I just within the last week or so, maybe two. No, last week we. I think I watched like all of the uh, Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Batman. So Batman. It's it's all the Dark Knight trilogy stuck in my head. So oh, okay, I got that one. Not the not the frisbee though. That was stupid. I didn't have any of the. To- I was a little too I old did. for the. I was a little too old for the toys at that point, like the Happy Meal toys. But surprisingly enough, not now though. I don't. I, I don't do Happy Meal toys. No, I don't collect man. those. That's not a thing I collect. They're not articulate enough. Okay. They don't have enough. Okay. Uh, they don't have enough bending joints. <laughs> Correct. Um, are they imbued with some sort of smilex? When they bite the fingers, I know. The one that licks her face is what gets me. Like right on the lips. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Get out. Of, I don't. I have cats. You have but three I, cats. I hate cats. <laughs> I have three cats and I hate cats. <laughs> I don't hate cats and I have zero cats. <laughs> I, I love our cats. I love them yes. five to six feet away unless I want to pick them up and pet them. Otherwise, don't be on me. Don't be on me. Sorry. Because I saw what you did to Selena and I don't want to be some sort of sexy zombie. Thank you. For, that's cat talk with Travis and Nathan. <laughs> he was in lean eighteen minutes of the movie. He won the Oscar. No, he's not Anthony Hopkins. He's Batman. He's Batman. Let's back up to what doesn't work. She puts four cans of spray paint in a mic in a microwave. And that blows the whole building up. No, she smacked the the, gas that's conveniently located right by the microwave. Investigate Building 7. Yes. Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think 9-11 was an inside job, by the way. That was just a reference to the conspiracy theory. Just want to clear that up. We here at Six Pack Double Feature believe that 9-11 was an Literally happened. Literally happened. (laughs) Save your f***ing emails. Enjoy this in the tangent. You're Catwoman. And she says, You're Batman. And she goes, Does this mean we have to start fighting? Only if our clothes are off. I'd like to fill her void. <laughs> and it's Jan Hooks. Yeah, but from SNL. he's a horn dog. He's a horn dog. I love it when they both see her. I saw her first. And she takes off on his. Uh, Penguin copter? Yeah, penguin copter. I have him labeled in here. I didn't want to write the word penguin a bunch of times. So right. I have him in here as pingy. Pingy copter? Another favorite scene of mine is when he was takes... Was Jingle Bells or was that your cat? It's... <laughs> I don't, it's I don't even know if you're going to hear it. It's both. You probably hear it. If you couldn't hear it, we'll add Jingle Bells just for effect. Um, maybe he's, born, been, maybe he's been, born with it. Maybe he's Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is that too offensive to call a Christmas special or Christmas episode? Maybe he's born with it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going. Not if it doesn't. You're going to write it down. There's one other one we gave, but who knows? I can't remember what it is right now. You'll have to go back to it. We'll review them. Um, oh six. I'll do an oh six here and there, but I skip over eighty seven. I'll go to oh six, but I skip over eighty seven because the quest for peace is horrible. It is. It's. I would love to see the alternate cut. Of a quest for peace. There is two, it just like four hours the, of black screen? There were two villains in that movie too. There was there was two villains in Superman four. There was Nuclear Man, and then there was a failed Nuclear Man who was like, like a copy of a copy, <laughs> like Steve from Multiplicity, <laughs> played by Michael Keaton. <laughs> I don't know, tonight. Pizza Steve. She touched my ass, Steve. 
want pizza. <laughs> no, you can see some of the cuts on YouTube, and it's weird. There's like stupid incidental music behind it, like doingy, 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 which makes it sound like Steve. He's Steve from Multiplicity, yeah. Um, but Burgess Meredith, <laughs> sidetrack. Okay. You're allowed to be wrong here <laughs> at the just, ghost house. You're just wrong, that's all. Clopex Studios. Fucker, get it right. <laughs> or the 25th and leave on the 25th. Christmas in our house looks like this, usually. Chuck uh, Norris. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, the, motherfucker! Smoking the bandit. He's bounding down! What's the other... Uh, Pain don't hurt. Yeah. Christmas story. <laughs> National Lampoon's vacation. Our friend Elizabeth. Beer. Uh, and then Boxing Day, which oddly has no punching sounds. Boxing Day is the only... I was only familiar with Boxing Day once I had friends and, and knew of those that resided in Canada. I, it's, a, it's a British slash Canadian okay. thing. And I've asked uh, my friend who's from Great Britain. They, they're not, he's not really sure what it is. It's just the day after Christmas. It's, like a lot it's of sales. getting rid of things out of your home that you no longer use, if I remember that correctly. In-laws. Yeah. <laughs> In-laws. You know that shirt you can't fit into anymore. All of that stuff. Uh, okay, gang. Last one. Last chaser for the year. Hope you guys are liking these. These are fun. I'm liking them. So we're probably going to keep still doing them. <laughs> wherever, wherever the questions come from. Yeah, once the questions are from a specific person, we can actually... And put your name... We'll, 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 yeah, we'll give... Your, yeah. We'll give the shout-out if your name's attached to it, obviously. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle asks... Um, <laughs> What movie do you grab when you aren't feeling well, Nathan? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I tend to grab a very familiar movie. Uh, I'll go to the one that was put in the last time I was really sick last year, and that was Superman the movie. Oh, nice. Nice. I think I tend to, to lean more towards nostalgic kid mm -hmm. stuff that I watched when I was a kid. And so I had some type of food poisoning or something, and I just kind of needed something to play. When, mm -hmm. So, yeah. There may be other ones. Sometimes it'll be sure. like Tootsie. She'll, like, if she's not feeling well, I just want something to play. In the background. In the background, it'll be like Tootsie, yeah. or it'll be um, Little Miss Sunshine sometimes, too. But, yeah. that I'm going to say Superman, the movie. I, uh, off the top of my head, I would say it's usually it's... I don't get sick a lot, right? Because um, I work outside, so I'm, I'm, I'm say I'm immune to getting sick. But my I, there's a bit of an immunity to allergies. Mm -hmm. So if I get sick, it's usually like a migraine, uh, periodically, and that's that's Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Not not, not any. Not, no, it's Maybe a specific couple space, maybe Space Mutiny or Time Chasers, or yeah, those two Space Mutiny or Time Chasers from okay. the from the ninety eight ninety nine season. Those are, that's my movie. If I don't feel well, right. heartbroken in Baton Rouge writes. <laughs> uh, if someone asks for a movie suggestion, what one movie would you grab for them out of your personal collection? This automatically supposes they have not seen anything you own, nor do they have issues with language content, etc. Hmm. Wow. That's talk about a gun to your head question. <laughs> Depends on the mood. Okay, so I'm just going to assume it was the mood I'm in today. Godfather, part two. Forget the first one. <laughs> they bounce back and forth so much. 
It's it's a complete story without really having to see the first one, but it's so you much need of to a companion. See, you need to, to see the, the first one, but the second one is oh, man. It's no, it'd be the Godfather Part Two. It'd be the Godfather Part Two. <laughs> Move on. Move on, so I don't change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe um, Citizen Kane, Godfather Part Two, Godfather Part Two. What's yours? Uh, Talk the, quick. The apartment. <laughs> For a second, I was like the the compartment. The fucking movie with the guy from uh, Stand by Me. That's Joe's apartment. I was Not thinking Joe's of. apartment with Jerry O'Connell. That man. That was an MTV film. Yeah. Talk about that pulled from the recesses of my brain. Yeah. Uh, the Apartment, Jack Lemmon, um, Billy Wilder picture, was the last movie to win Best Picture that was shot in black and white um, until Schindler's List. It's just, uh, yeah, he works He he works with a bunch of guys who kind of want to take advantage of what he has, and he's kind of trying to take advantage uh, of them in order to move up in the company. And he's just kind of a, he's a, an average nice guy that, most people just seem to want to walk all over, and sometimes I feel that way, or I felt that way in the past when, with some of the people I would work with. And sure. So, yeah, and so he, it's it's really it's just really well written. It's really well directed. It's it's just really great performances. It plays it plays well. It doesn't play like it's as old as it sometimes looks. The apartment. Yeah, the apartment. Okay. Um, maybe not get a pool in you know dug into a ground where it may snow five months out of the year. <laughs> I live in suburban Chicago. Plenty, what? plenty of people have pools up there. I know, but it's just silly. You're nitpicking there. I am nitpicking. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh... It's not funny. It's funny now because I'm not losing my shit. But <laughs> right. Uh, I, I'll do things like cut a new post off with a chainsaw or um, throw shovels not at people uh, but Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production you can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature they aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb I'm Batman <laughs>